Mad hot sucks the people he likes. Mad hot sucks the people he likes. Mad hot sucks the people he likes. And today he's talking to you. Yeah. Mad hot is doing this podcast. Mad hot is bringing great guests, and I'll go around the world and hear what people say, and I'll bring you great content. We're welcoming you. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Matt Hoss Talks to People He Likes. Let's not fanny around, this episode is a very long one and we have some uh, really cool things we talk about. This month's episode is with the amazing and the highly talented Mr. Tom Taylor. Tom was doing a gig in Darlington, I invited him around to my house and we had a cup of tea, had a chat about some stuff. Uh, we talked all about uh, we talked a lot about food accidentally because the first part of this um, interview um, uh, and I always like how um, organic these conversations can be. Uh, as I saw, we were doing a mic check, and I, I for a mic check, I always ask, "What did you eat for your breakfast?" But that that <laughs> question kind of spiral out of, out of control as well, and you can see all the way through we have a. Uh, Quite a few um, spirals, if you know what I mean. For example, at one point, my cat breaks through, and that leads on to a com- com- another conversation. And uh, But beyond that, we talk about food for a very long time, and uh, Tom's approach to his uh, vegan-esque dairy-free diet uh, and how it has affected him. Uh, well, again, we talk about food kryptonites. Uh, but beyond that, we talk about uh, uh, Tom's first of a gig uh, his uh, and his current Edinburgh shows, yes, plural and they're all very interesting and we also talk about gig etiquette and the phrase how is that for you and i i really i relived a lot of uh very very traumatic incidents then uh but yeah uh, it's a really great episode and i hope you enjoy the wondrous mr tom taylor I hope you're ready for our podcast today, and I hope you're ready for what we're about to say. Like you can come play on a bus or a train, because we're going to go straight inside your brain. Get ready for the podcast. Yeah. Hope you're ready for the podcast. I bet you're ready for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're probably ready. Enjoy the podcast. Tom, can you tell me what you had for breakfast today, please? I, I had porridge for breakfast this Sick. morning for the first time in ages. I used to be a porridge guy and have a good day. This uh-huh. is the first time this year. Well, why, why is that? Um, because I, had, I knew I had a big day <laughs> yeah, ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. And then needed lots of energy <laughs> that was oats it, provide. Was it kind of like that bit in the movie where you just like, uh, you, you know... You got this big like event from them, like kind of like when Rocky is fighting Apollo for the first yeah, time, yeah, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, I got to do something here." Yeah. Porridge uh, day. You got to dance with the Matt Hoss afterwards, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, and porridge is like your, uh, kind of, your, your Popeye. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I was going to say kryptonite, but like that's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the opposite what, effect. Tom, what is your kryptonite? Yeah, what, if porridge is your is your spinach, what is your kryptonite? That's actually a good question. This might stay in. In terms of. 
So uh, what would? I guess kryptonite's like your guilty pleasure. I guess. Oh, it's a good. Oh, is it? Oh, something that. Or, or my sort of soft, that will weaken, weaken yeah, me. Yeah. By having it, um, it's you know it's open to interpretation. I think. Yeah, there's, yeah, a lot, yeah. there's a lot going on there. So yeah, let's say weaken. Yeah, because um, because then Christmas dinner, right? Yeah. Because oh, that's a good. I'm going to have three or four yes. courses. No, th- not three or four courses. Rather, yeah, the yeah, same yeah, course yeah, yeah. three or four times in, within an hour, and then afterwards, I'm done. I'm anyone's. I, I have. I must nap. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's. That, I think that's actually the most perfect description of what kryptonite is to humans. If you know, because I, mean, I think it's just like because you. Like the only thing is you you do engorge yourself I guess but imagine <laughs> imagine but it's in, also cultural yeah 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 yeah, 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 course, yeah. Uh, but imagine in like in the middle of a Superman film like uh, if Lex Luthor was like Superman have some roast beef yeah, 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 yeah. it'd be, be interesting it's dynamic a, instead it's, of kryptonite it's a trick <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um, um, so it'd be that I think <laughs> what a what a strong start in terms of food that I just hate I can't stand bananas oh why is that just n- never been able yeah. to. I, I know someone who really hates bananas as well, uh, and he's a big Weetabix fan as well, and they're always like... Oh, that'd be ideal. Yeah. yeah it's just Everything good. else that as a child, I'd say I didn't like, mushrooms, leather, okay. yeah. olives, getting on board. Yes! Oh, that's Olives is the big one, I yeah, think. Yeah, olives is a hard... You know you've matured when you've been when now enjoying olives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's actually one of my... Probably one of my favourite bits of stand-up is Rob Mulholland's bit about coming to like olives. I have not um, seen yeah, that. I, I, that's dreadful when that happens, isn't it? Yeah. Feel, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shall I butcher it yeah, and in the retelling? And yeah, it's also like, yeah, I've done this before on podcast, <laughs> it's not my routine to tell yeah, either. No, so, um, but just watch it. Just look, look it up. <laughs> it. It's very good. Uh, but yeah. It's, uh, but it's, bananas, no. Uh, never, t- never come to them. You know, I think banana, right, the way I, where I stand on bananas is it's always been the weakest... Right, bear with me on this. <laughs> it's always been the weakest milkshake flavour. Like, you know, no one's have a banana no. flavour milkshake, but I don't mind banana. It's, it's certainly... It's still good. It's still... It's, it's, still, it's still a good br- fruit, if you know what I mean. Well, as a fruit, surely the texture is, a, is atrocious. Full mm. stop. I had a banana once, but I am an okay. expert at this. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, you know what? It is weird, you know, the texture, because it, it's not... I'm not sure, Mush like, and stringy. <laughs> two, two textures that you don't want your food Yeah, and sometimes the string gets interlaced with the mush as and well. And it's gone yeah. for both. Do you know what? I didn't know you could do this, but you have turned bananas <laughs> And I didn't mind them this and morning. And then, additionally, over, overpowering. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm a boy who likes strong flavours. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I read a thing. I'm not sure what you planned on talking about. I no, don't even know whether the this podcast is, this has started. Is, but. No, no, this was a mic check, but this is staying okay. in. This is good. I like it. But um, I read a thing about... Uh, apparently, I don't want to get into gender so early on, yeah. but apparently <laughs> men have fewer yeah. taste receptors okay. on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, hence men are const- uh, uh, when they cook yeah. this is what the article said yes, but, but yeah. typically th- they will th- they don't have the same subtlety yeah, when cooking yes. the flavour they yeah. go for big flavour because this, biologically they don't have the same amount of that's, I that's see yeah, I, don't, okay, I yeah. don't know whether that's true but either way um, I love 
flavours that people cardamom I love it oh very nice and people hate it don't they yeah yeah, yeah. fennel seeds love that I don't that's, think I've ever had fennel seeds okay, okay. that's uh, something to look forward to yeah 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 perfect yeah. in a ragu <laughs> Um, can we live together <laughs> those are the only the, the, the only oh I put cardamom in porridge and then I, whoa yeah, and then hello. the fennel uh, sausage and fennel ragu which I'm now having to well you're like this but I'm now having to adapt because I've stopped eating meat oh really yeah yeah um can't replicate it with corn mince yeah um, tricky I think the best place to get usually corn do quite good uh, options, uh, yep. but I think the be- if you want like uh, like for like uh-huh. Linda McCartney all the way, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's the place to go. So um, Linda McCartney, good for, s- but I can't get the because when I would do it with pork, yeah, yeah. I would you crumble your sausage meat in, yeah. and I can't get that. Yeah, yeah, I can't recreate that. But um, lentils. Yes. Oh my God, lentils. Yeah. So that that's so it's become it's gone from being sausage and fennel ragu to lentil and fennel ragu. That's pretty cool. And it's and it's it's yeah. lovely. Yeah. So what what made you um, if you don't mind talking about it, what made you uh, cut out meat from your diet? So I'm not. I'm still bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's your kryptonite. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't had. Um, Dairy for years. Oh, through for yeah. health. Yes, yeah. In that I, um, so again, we're all meant to be allergic to dairy, aren't we? Yeah, well, I think a rich, um, again, this is from a book I, I, yeah. I, uh, I think it was uh, Greg Jenner's book about uh, called Million Ways. Um, no, uh, a million days, uh, million, it's, it's something to do with a million uh-huh. days. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, a million years in a day. That's what it's called. Okay. I'll, what I'll do is I'll edit it into the straight into history. It. Okay. <laughs> and Pause. Then, a million days in the past. No, no, I got it wrong. <laughs> got it wrong. <laughs> uh, but, uh, what you need to do is say every word with a gap between, and then we'll just edit it into the right order. All possible. A million days, yeah, and then from there. No, we'll, we'll I think get... I prefer this version of where I'm obviously an idiot. Into... Yeah. Because what I tried to do is like, yeah, I've read a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think in that book, uh, he talks about. Um, uh, uh, we we kind of wean as a culture and society we weaned ourselves onto cow's milk eventually. Interesting. Like, it took a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole point is we were supposed to all be lactose intolerant. Yeah. That's the reason we would be sick of it. But um, we started evolving the uh, kind of, not gene, but we started evolving the ability uh, uh, to actually have cow's milk. So we shouldn't ah. actually be drinking it. But we we, we kind of overcame it. I know. wonder. And again, I haven't read the book. Yeah. So this is just cod science. I haven't read the uh, the title either. So, but the <laughs> yeah, because my understanding was that essentially it, it it's poison to some degree. Mm-hmm. We can't. We really struggle to digest it. Yes. But I wonder in this in in the same way that a vaccine is a little bit of the virus. Yeah. You can wean yourself onto something, and your tolerance gets higher and higher. I think that's what it is, but. I think what we're both quite good at is like we think this is true, but we're not enough to confirm. <laughs> I'll level with you. Yeah. I'm really impressed at how that sounds. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Backed up by yeah. zero, <laughs> zero <laughs> knowledge. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, to be honest, I think is I'm. I think I know things, but I'm never hundred percent certain about anything. Yeah. So I always like again. I always lose a little bit of confidence during that. As I, I think this is true. Here it is. Here. Oh, there we go. Goodness, it yeah. broke through anyway. <laughs> First, um, <laughs> I'll pop you outside. And we were having such a lovely debate. 
Apologies about that. That's my, all right. My lack of professionalism is uh, <laughs> undercut by my cat. Uh, <coughs> which, if anything, Mark Moran made uh, a business out of his, but, you know, <laughs> not in this podcast. But um, I didn't say anything whilst you were away. <laughs> I could have done, you, but I just left it as do you, silence. Do you want it to go out again? No, 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 no. It, it might happen again, so if you think, <laughs> I'll just, think of something. Just say some really do cutting as well. Um, and, you know, I won't edit it out. I'll think it, it catches, like, an authenticity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that thing where people have their uh, phone or their recording device at the back of a room at a yeah. gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then uh, oh. somebody's bad mouthing the actors yeah. on stage. <laughs> I did the stand last weekend, and uh, and uh, I I usually put you put the camera on at the tech desk as uh-huh. well, and I was like. Because on the Saturday it didn't go as well as the Friday and Sunday, uh, and I was okay. just like. I hope to God none of the acts go. Oh, this is guys fucking shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like that's one of my biggest fears. If you know what I mean, like your but, peers. Yeah, it's like, um, Yeah, I'm not gonna listen to this back now. No, don't. <laughs> no. Yeah, don't even edit it. That <laughs> one minute of silence. Yeah, just gives it room to breathe. Yeah. But so I stopped eating dairy. Yes, uh, uh, and, years uh, ago. After a very cheesy Christmas, yeah. and I felt that, that for some, What's I that? knew that I shouldn't be, mm-hmm. that, that a doctor had said, I think at some point you shouldn't eat it, and then um, I'd ignored that for 20, yeah. 25 years or whatever you, and then, no, 20 years, and then, so then kicked out dairy. Mm-hmm. And how do you find that transition about kicking out dairy? Was it instant? Well, night or? the world is changing. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I cut it out. Mm-hmm. Went. So I, I think I'm fairly good at. I think I have a slightly. No, I think a lot of comics maybe do have a to some degree an addictive personality. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, you know, because I'm just fascinated by sort of trying to consume stand up. Mm-hmm. So that. Yes, so that's. Yeah comes from that personality trait as well but also through various different things that I've become addicted to I've developed quite a good ability just to cut something out yeah and go, I can't do this anymore because it's damaging yeah okay yeah um so which I guess is really healthy I guess yeah uh, it's been able, well you have to perceive that threat if you know what I mean. yes like, yeah. yeah so so stopped um yeah so just stopped yeah over overnight, and did your family react to it, or uh, friends, uh, or um, then so so this is in the past. Yeah, <laughs> to quote, well, I've forgotten what, what um, Mike Bigley says about that. Oh, I know too because I'm in the future. That's by the by. Yeah, uh, but then um, not because the all the bit by uh, Rob. That Holland. wasn't as good as Rob Holland's <laughs> bit. But I um, yeah, him and Bigley. all the big hitters tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But he. Um, this was in the the free from industry essentially yes. wasn't a thing mm-hmm. when I stopped having dairy, so that will date it. But as I don't know when, but it just meant that you did that you cooked your, yourself, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you discover so anything that's processed already made mm-hmm. has milk powder in, as yeah, you, all, yeah, you yeah, also yeah. know. Um, so then, yeah. So and, and <laughs> anything with flavour, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. flavour is dairy. <laughs> Especially about like uh, again, I so crisps. Yeah, yeah. But cr- like, even crisps are quite sneaky. Like some Pringles are like, hey, we put milk in here. Yeah, it's like yeah, you yeah. don't need to put milk and salt and vinegar. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's like the worst. Uh, but it just yeah, it's one of those things where it's just um, 
uh, yeah, it's a bit of a, uh, like, it's very sneaky milk yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Like, and it's like, uh, uh, and I wasn't vegetarian at the time, but about six years ago, like, I think the only thing you could get which wasn't, like, processed was, like, soya chunks. It's like, like, it sounds like a sci-fi dystopia, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That you're sent up on the spaceship. Yeah, Chunks. yeah. What a yeah. shocking name for food. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just like, and um, also the EU, um, uh, uh, they've changed. Well, they're, they're planning to change from uh, instead of having burgers and sausages um, for the, the vegan versions, it's uh-huh. for like discs and tubes and stuff oh, like that. It's like, like, no, I don't want to have a. A vegan tube, if you know. What I mean. You could have uh, patties. Yeah, be okay, yeah. wouldn't it? Because that that's universal. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought as well. But like, yeah, a disc. Yeah, even mm. like, like even sausage is it's a layman's sense. Say what it kind of is resembling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's. I don't know who cares that much yeah. about it. To be honest, but uh, apparently I do. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. So. Um, Oh, it's, it's all marketing as well. Yeah, yeah. that's that's rubbish. So, um, sorry. I, yeah. So I lo- so the uh, the result was I lo- I lost so much weight because oh, you just don't yeah, yeah, snack yeah. and you don't eat chocolate mm-hmm. or I, I loved puddings. Yeah. And then either you make your own. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I know, right? Or yeah. Fat. yeah. <laughs> um, so you just I just stopped eating them. But yeah. but now, but through a combination of getting more interested in sort of, I I prefer baking to cooking. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, then I I cook my own stuff, and then um, also now free from is huge. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's... And yes, you're playing you're paying a little bit of a premium, but also you know, <laughs> vegan goose now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. In the game. <laughs> So that weight is now back on. <laughs> oh, but I was very skinny for a while. But yeah, then, there's, there's a certain yeah. point with veganism where he's like, wow, I'm losing so much weight. And then you like, discover. Oh, wow. It's like, <laughs> like vegan nachos every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, yeah. hummus. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. Avocado, all yeah. the fatty foods. Oh, yes. Like, take me home to the paradise city. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. We should, maybe we should, we should do like a food podcast where we just like talk eat hum top rate every type of hummus as well because that's oh, hummus. that's yeah, really yeah, something yeah. you know what's your favorite type of hummus um so my because hmm, favorite's tough but my go-to yeah, okay, my yeah. go-to hummus <laughs> um is um asda own brand um sweet chili and pepper 30 percent low fat oh lovely one. stuff yeah, now, yeah, yeah not normally a fan of the low fat yeah. stuff yeah because it can be tricky it can yeah, be yeah, yeah. but Per just, I th- I think they've smashed it. For um, I got almost got an emotional on the way. Smashed, didn't I? I stuttered. No, they've really. It's the right. So I don't like my dad's favorite is as the sweet chili full fat, too oh, sweet. Oh, okay. For me, yeah. Uh, the roasted the roasted red pepper too mild, mm-hmm. but for some reason, and the 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 fact that it's the the. Um, 30%. Yeah, the thirty percent less is by the by. Oh, I see. So it wasn't even a diet ju- thing. It, no, it was just, just by chance. I picked it up one day because maybe it was on offer, and it was it's the right level of sweet and spicy, Ooh. and it's got that roasted sort of pepperness, and it, that's my go-to. I honestly, I. I, I proffered that to you as a bit of like a, a filler question. Will uh, he have uh, an answer? And you, <laughs> you answered that like a, a, a 
a, like an absolute Thank you. That's my a, reasoning like honestly like uh, oh, oh my goodness so, like, I think that's the best conversation I've had all I'm year <laughs> yeah yeah they're just uh, carte blanche uh, so it's my go to back home from a gig yeah yeah trying to wean myself off cereal because uh, I'm not a child <laughs> and so I'm not sure whether whether, whether we were yeah, I'm not sure whether this was wistful going, but I had porridge this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for breakfast, so what that opens up is the ability to have cereal when I get in from my gig tonight. Oh, I because see. Because I'm on yeah. a one bowl limit. Okay, so are you a big big cereal fan then? Um, I would happily eat every meal from a bowl. Oh wow! Okay, quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite yes, eat comfortably. So um, I love bowl foods. Uh, so, um, but uh, cereal obviously falls bang into the middle of that category. So is it like general bowl foods? So is it specifically uh, cereals or like uh, like what, what's what's the vibe? What it, like soups? Is that yeah? Love love a soup. Okay. Um, I suppose what bowls open up is uh, puddings with sauces. Got, gotcha. Yeah. Can I say yeah. ice cream straight and away? Ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just to throw in another one. I'm late to the party, but uh, Ben and Jerry's vegan. Hello, yeah. Chocolate, no, chocolate brownie, sorry. Yeah, chocolate brownie. Yes, um, please. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, um, was it, um, they did a peanut butter one as well. Oh. And, uh, and also the, um, is it Funky Monkey or Chunky Monkey or something like that? Yeah. Which? My Asda regrettably doesn't stock those. Really? Other yeah, supermarkets yeah, yeah. yeah. But then again, like, what annoys me, as you mentioned earlier, there's a premium on certain vegan mm. goods and like, the, uh, the, for, in, like, there'd be a special offer for Ben and Jerry's. It's like three pounds for a normal yeah, one, yeah, yeah. but for vegan, pay six pounds for yeah, ice cream. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. As much as I, <coughs> as much as I really love ice cream and uh, being decadent, it's like, I, I can't justify yeah. six pounds on ice cream. I bought some yesterday and looked at the receipt and was shocked. Yeah, because normally, uh, again, this is this is the minutia of shopping, but I find that the at the re- Asda's receipts. <laughs> I find are um, very. Um, it's what 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 Gmail would call compact. When it, uh, yeah, whether yeah, you want yeah. compact or comfortable, I think is the other one that yeah, Gmail yeah, has yeah, yeah. on the on the inbox layout, and they has to really squish that yeah. receipt together. Yeah, uh, it's a very and I just have, I can't read it. Yeah, yeah. So I have no idea. Oh, but that, there's certain psychology there where it's kind of like, don't, just don't worry about yeah, it, don't worry. Because if you go, I don't, because when you, you bip it through and you see that, you know, one red onion is 10p and you're yeah. like, well, I'm, this is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Should just eat red onions. <laughs> but anyway, and then ice cream is in the middle of, of my, of yeah, my yeah. medium shop. Very anti-big shops. Okay. By the, by the way. But then, yesterday, weekday, mm-hmm. um, all I bought was... Um, one uh, dairy-free melt in the middle pudding, yeah. and a tub of Ben and Jerry's. So, th- so I was painfully aware of how much those two premium items cost. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I'm going to have to row back. So um, what is it? Um, so you just mentioned you don't like big shops. Mm. Uh, what's that all about? So it's two, twofold. Two pronged. Yes. Um, you know what? I, I, this is. I'm not. Don't mean this sarcastically, but <laughs> I'm, I'm loving the hummus in the supermarket chat. This yeah, is like. Yeah. This is some. I didn't expect. I invited you here. I didn't, didn't, didn't plan this. No. But this is certainly where I want this to go. Right? <laughs> I need to ask you. Your. Your. Do you have a go-to hummus? I don't. I, again, uh, I've been trying to be a bit healthier recently, so I don't try. This is off the, off the table. Yeah, literally. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I've been trying to avoid it because if I 
Okay, now some, this is the most middle-aged I'm going to sound <laughs> If I have him, I'm only going to go yeah. and eat it. I'm only going to go and eat it. Exactly that. Same with Ben and Jerry's as well. Like yeah. it's, it's a nice treat, but I can't, if I have it in, I'll just demolish it. So, yeah. um, so I'm just trying to, again, that's why I had a banana this morning. I'm trying to be okay. a bit more healthy. Um, so, yeah, two Big Shop. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, well, no, it's, it's only half a prong but I hate no it's one and a half prongs yeah it's like you know like a, you get like a small fork if you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's a cake fork yes uh, with um, which has one prong much girthier uh, than the <laughs> other emotional again yeah, yeah. For, I don't know for what because it sort of acts as a knife I think that's yeah, the, like the, a, the wide yeah you know, yeah so um, I I've, I've never been able to. I don't like shopping, mm-hmm. and I, I hate. I've inherited this my from my dad. My I hate wandering. Yes. Oh my I god. I can't yeah, abide yeah. wandering. I I used. I think I know. I think I know the thing. Do correct me if I'm wrong. But like I used to have a flatmate that would just. He would invite me to the shops and, and oh you want. Uh, do you want to go to the supermarket together? And you say yes, but he'll just go around just aimlessly for hours. Absolutely it's not. Like, yeah, no, that's like, no. get in, get out. Yeah. Same um, uh, uh, to join in your middle-aged uh, <laughs> club. Uh, I I like walks in the. I like yeah, countryside yeah, walks. Yeah. I like walking, and uh, we always have done it as a as a family, and um, I. But I, I like the bracing walk mm-hmm. and being surrounded by yes. by beautiful countryside. Mm-hmm. But I don't like meandering and stopping to look at all the sheep and the cows and to take photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I, I think we're both quite proactive. So <laughs> yeah, because I'm a. I this links to, into the other prime. Actually. Yeah, yeah, going, so. yeah. Because I feel like I have to be on a mission. I have mm. to go. Like I haven't got enough time. If I'm gonna go for a walk, I'm gonna walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like. Although I do like to take in all the beauty. And yeah, yeah. Like that. But you, I've got eyes. I can do that. <laughs> whilst I, I can do that. I can multitask enough to, to maintain forward motion and see. If I wasn't looking around, it'd be dangerous. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. That was a very robotic approach to walking. It's like, I don't think both. Uh, like, it would get slightly passive aggressive. Um, yeah. So. My so um, what's the other prong? So which links? Yeah, so I hate uh, hate window shopping, hate yes. mooching and browsing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll have a, I'll know what I want to get. Yesterday it was ice cream and mm. mutton middle chocolate pudding. Mushroom. Don't even have to write that. <laughs> yes. in my phone. I know. Yeah, I'm going. Um, the other thing, if I had a if I did a big shop mm-hmm. for the for the week, um. Potentially, I wouldn't leave the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas I've got two options of um, Asda. No, three options. I've got Asda, which is about a ten-minute walk from my house. Yeah. Sainsbury's, which is a twenty-five-minute walk. So that's that's a fifty-minute round walk. And then for luxury items, mm-hmm. I'm talking lemongrass yeah. oh, things oh, like oh. things that Waitrose is yeah. a 10 minute walk yeah, but yeah. but obviously that is for for luxury emergencies yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Living grass emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, by ha- I have a completely empty fridge. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that forces me to do my step count every day. Yeah. F- for fear of going hungry. I must go out. That's, uh, that's actually really... Cause, so then I exercise. Yeah, because I, I think... When I first moved back home, because I used to live in Canterbury for a bit, uh-huh. I did that same... I had the same mentality. <clears throat> and it's also a way... I was at my thinnest then, at my fourth year of uni, because I... I would basically be quite poor, but also wouldn't buy any shit that I wouldn't need, if you uh-huh. know what I mean. So it was like basics only, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Uh, n- Enough to make a couple of meals, but yeah, yeah. nothing too much else. But now I'm at home, and everything's... Uh, yeah, I would have to drive everywhere. Yeah. And it's kind of like... Uh, it's a lot easier to be decadent, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, but I feel once I leave uh, the place I'm currently staying, I think I'm going to be... I hope you're more city centric so I can just yeah. kind of walk to like because yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that it's a way for me to get out of the house as well otherwise yes. I stay indoors all day yeah, it's yeah. so isolated it's exactly yeah, that yeah. it means that I, I will get out <clears throat> and I'll do my yeah. step can as does 24 hours which is yes. perfect for, oh, lovely for, gig, stuff. for the gig, yeah, yeah. gig uh, the gig life um, so that's so that's the reason it essentially forces me to mm-hmm. to exercise so then I've got um, obviously got cereal <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. house and um Quant, Southern Freud Bites. Lovely stuff. And the yeah. new, um, they do the vegan nuggets now. Yes. The corn chicken nuggets yeah. used to have milk powder in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no more. And they used to have egg yolk as well. So oh, yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. So, that's where I'm bad. Yeah. Um, I eat eggs. Okay. But then again, like, you're saying bad, but then again, it's like, you have to buy products. Yeah, well, right? then again, look. I don't eat eggs, but uh, it doesn't. <laughs> sorry for a minute. I also eat honey. Yeah, but and yeah. Um, I, I, these are ranked in the wrong order. But fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm not a vegan. <laughs> but then again, like honestly, like I think uh, this. I think I'm many pretty vegans, and uh, but the thing is, I think the best thing is that you that the fact that you don't eat. Uh, most animals and you cut out dairy. I think that's quite a lot of the yeah. battle as well. I think even if you would, do, if you do that, the more you cut out, the better in my yeah. opinion. But equally, uh, you, I don't think you just got to do the best what you can do. Yes. But I think if you chastise anyone, it's like it's counterproductive as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, and you know, like uh, if, you know, if you if you make an awesome lentil and ragu, mm. so I think. That would that's more of a convincing argument than anything else. Mm. Isn't it? it can so, be tasty. Yeah, exactly. I think it's the yeah. main thing. I think it's just about eating more responsibly. Yes, is yeah, what I'm definitely. trying to do. And then, but but that comes in different forms. So, um, yeah. So I had, um, I did. My girlfriend's parents had made, not made, but had done a lamb roast for Easter. Yeah, yeah. And I, my opinion, I have so I haven't really eaten much meat this year, mm-hmm. uh, but my opinion was that it would be rude. Yeah, well, yeah. And I know, and they're very big on uh, locally sourced meat with mm-hmm. no packaging. And I thought, well, in this instance, yeah, well, bring when, on the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> but in all fairness, when like, the first couple of months of me turning vegetarian my, my family are beef farmers when my grandparents oh, were beef wow. farmers so it, I was you were uh, out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was very I found it genuinely quite hard to tell them and stuff like that but so the, when I turned vegetarian the first time I come back they every Sunday they have a Sunday roast yeah. and uh, bear in mind this was 
several, several years ago now. But like uh, that first kind of month of vegetarianism when I was back home, I did. That was the last time I ate meat. I yeah. think Because uh, I was like, uh, yeah, sure, nothing oh, wrong. Wow. Uh, but then again, these potatoes it, aren't delicious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. It was, uh, but it's kind of like it didn't didn't taste nice because I felt guilty. If you know okay. I mean. But then again, that's. That's on me anyway, but like uh, that that what I, I just remind I forgot that was the last time I ate meat, but yeah, that was a. Uh, uh, but then again, like I, I I'm a social for I'm a, I'm a socially awkward vegan in all fairness. Okay. Like it's my um in all fairness vegan is my kind of like uh, I, I do put it on the forefront. So I, I it's what I'm passionate about as well. But equally though, um, I remember I stayed over at a friend's house in London about two years ago or so, and. Uh-huh. Uh, um, it was really nice of them to hold me up. It was really nice. Uh, and I was really blessed that they had taken the time to do it. I sat on the couch and I had nowhere else to stay that night. So I was like, thank you so much. In the morning, uh, my friend's dad made me um, toast but put butter on it as well. Okay. And I was like, what do I do in this situation? Because I don't want to say, hey, mate, uh, this is... like, But I don't want to throw it away. Yeah. But I'm also like, I can't eat it because of my principles. Uh, and <clears throat> yeah, I, I actually... Um, I, I, I get quite awkward in those situations. But I decided to... Uh, confront him about it oh god uh, but not, not in a horrible way so like, oh man I'm really sorry I can't eat yeah, this yeah, yeah. and he's like don't worry it's plant based but I was like yes mate oh. Oh, I can kiss you and uh, that's and why I tripped out the house but, uh, later you found <coughs> out that that was a lie yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then again I was like I, I can live with that lie so um, I have done all I can exactly. occasionally you hear those stories of um no, at uni when you sort of holding it goes oh it needs to be a vegan sort of dinner yeah, party yeah yeah Tonight, because so and so is coming, and we may as well. And you sort of you make a vegan, uh, you make a vegan stew. Mm-hmm. So then they go, um, and then they go. Oh, this is this is delicious. Yeah, yeah. And then you then you remember. Oh God, I cooked that with butter. Oh, yeah, that is yeah, why yeah, it's get, rich and salty. <laughs> I, I I had a really um I I was trying to say once I had a girlfriend, but like I I did. We uh, were in <laughs> in twenty sixteen. Uh, uh, that wasn't too long ago. No, it's it, fine. It, it was. <laughs> uh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Uh, no, it was. Um, and my girlfriend made me. Uh, my then girlfriend made me a meal, and uh, and she was like, "Oh, it's all totally vegan. It's yeah, all totally yeah. fine." And I was like, "It's really sweet of her," but she also. Um, she used Doritos as well, which had milk powder in uh-huh. them. And again, there was that situation. I was like, oh, "I'm really sorry. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. eat this." And uh, her mother was not too happy. With oh me, wow! So. And she gave me some Polish bread. I was just going to say, what's how nice is the meal if it relies on Doritos <laughs> as a main component? But that sounds very, it was sounds it. bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were there. <laughs> no, uh, Doritos for a crumb, a crumb topping. Yeah, it was kind of like that, but okay, once cool. she'd already put it on. If Damn it! Yeah, see what I mean? Like, uh, um, how good are you at uh, knowing? If there's something, if there's dairy in something, Ooh, well, have, you, have you had that? Uh, I, sorry, sorry. I um, asked a question and then started answering. <laughs> I, I'm not. Sh- I think I think I'm quite good, but you never. Okay. I guess you never really know. But like, uh, I am quite good for f- being quite fastidious about. It. In fact, uh, okay. when I turned vegan, I took. This is a very vegan heavy topic. Yeah. We'll go on to a different subject in a second, but uh, <laughs> uh, but we. Um, what I, I, for the first kind of year and well, the first two years and less so now, but still, yeah. I used to be really neurotic about making sure everything's vegan. But I would, I would hate going out to re- like loads of anxiety was uh, a yeah, uh, yeah. uh, when I first turned vegan. It was part to do with lots of different things, but I um, 
I was so so super nervous about it because I was just uh, I had to check everything. You know, I couldn't go into a restaurant. I had to make sure everything was. Um, the best thing about vegan restaurants for me is that I know everything's okay. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So that anxiety is totally gone. Yeah. Uh, but with uh, <coughs> with other restaurants as well, it's very much uh, like I I went for one this weekend and I was like it's from like a little country pub uh-huh. as well and. You have to go off menu as well, and like you, you can tell, like I'm not sure if that's vegan mayonnaise or not. So yeah. you know, what I mean, just uh, so I'm quite fastidious, but you never know if people have made a mistake. But I mm. think that I you can spend your whole life being so anxious about it, yeah. Uh, and I am to a point, but equally, if you've done as much as you possibly can, you've uh, yes. d- you've chased them down all. I'm not a lazy vegan, but yeah. I also um, this is a certain point where you can't. You're in the lap that got to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so. Zizi's is my go-to. Yes, so yeah, yeah. Their options are good, and that um, caramel biscuit cheesecake they do. I have not had that. Yes, please. Oh my god! Should we just go out after this? Yeah, like, just uh, go. Yeah, to, to go to a restaurant. Uh, anyway, uh, like um, we, what, what, welcome to the podcast. Yes, <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, what a um, none of that will stay in there. That was, <laughs> that was all a mic check. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Tom. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, uh, so on this podcast, we uh, we do a mixture of kind of uh, uh, questions about you and also some okay. silly questions. Um, would you like to have some uh, like kind of general questions? Or it's you... entirely up to you. You know what? Let's talk about. I thought your... it was a food podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it got... Maybe with a new James Ocaster and Ed Gamble, maybe. You know, like uh, maybe instead of off menus, on menu. Oh, no. There we go. We, we talk about our yeah, yeah, kryptonite yeah. foods. Uh, that was a lovely conversation, though. Um, so, um, Tom, you're doing Edinburgh Fringe this year, right? Yes. Uh, I only realised today that you're doing two shows, right? Yes. So it's, soon to be three. Soon to be three. Mm. Is it like, well, that's very intense. Uh, mm. uh, well, firstly, you've got your solo show, which is yep. uh, Indie Feel Good Hit the Summer. Uh, yes. So let's talk about that for a second. Uh, is, this, mm. is this your first Edinburgh? Or? So, um, even though you said let's talk about the first show, the second show... Let's talk about all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is... Um, the Charlie Montague mystery, uh, the games of foot, try the fish. Yes, I did. That was the show that I took up in twenty sixteen. Oh, very. So it's coming back. So what kind of? It's like a one man. So it's a one man murder mystery. Okay. I play a nineteen thirties uh, sort of rakish, aristocratic sort of gentleman at leisure in yes. the um, Bertie Worcester vein. Mm-hmm. So I love love. I've always loved Jews and, and Worcester, so I thought, yeah. well, what if that guy solved crimes? So, yeah. so essentially, it's Bertie Worcester decides he wants to be Poirot. Very cool. Um, and then I play about eight, eight characters in in, in that one mm-hmm. uh, with varying degrees of uh, success <laughs> in terms of um, accents <coughs> and and physicality. Although. Um, I think the physicality is getting better. I hope that doesn't detract from the humour. No. <laughs> I remember uh, uh, Tony Law saying, oh, I don't know what show it was. I'm going to say it, or, or, around 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. he played the trombone badly yeah. in the solo show, and that was the joke. Yeah, yeah. And he, oh. he said, by the last week of Edinburgh, so after he'd been playing trombone every day yeah. for a month, he said, I'm quite good at this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the, the joke's not landing as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so, um, that's so funny um, in terms of a comic mind, like you're trying to do something badly, but naturally you're getting good yeah, at it. Yeah, because the, the go-to... Yeah, see, I, I was I was surprised at that 
when you I so to peek behind the magician's curtain that was just a nice Tony was just telling me a nice anecdote yeah because I think you can pretend to be to be bad yeah yeah for sure because the the typical one that people bring out is um, Les Dawson being a bad playing the piano badly uh-huh. for comic effect and they're going oh you have to be a you know you have to be a really good pianist to be able to play yeah deliberately badly yeah nah. no I don't think so no you don't because <laughs> H.R. Benjamin he uh, he did a, an album with jazz musicians where he um, it's a jazz album but he plays piano uh-huh. and he has a whole jazz band like uh, who are excellent musicians and they're kind of jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. like that and he does he does these solos on the piano where he, does, he has no idea how to play oh really he goes like ding it's, yeah. it's so funny and that's like, jazz yeah yeah but that's it it is a genuine jazz album but also like it's it's really it's no any idea how to play it's really funny yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll check that out <clears throat> it's, it's, me- it's meant to be humorous yes yeah yeah, yeah. Well, he, does he there's no talking or singing it's well just... there's there's an introduction where it's, it's Aziz Ansari it's a devil and he goes oh you've got like a cha-. it's okay. uh, very so cool. it's there's, there's a concept yeah the concept to okay. it but uh, the songs are actually uh because it's a genuine jazz band as well. Yeah. Like, in, and in the trailer as well, like, like, I'm not sure if it's for comic effect, but I assume it is, but like, uh, the uh, the bandmates are like, we, we, we're just trying to play jazz. I don't know why it's not, <laughs> it, it don't, I don't know why he thinks this is funny as well. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. ding, ding, ding. It's very that's funny. The, that's the great thing, isn't it, about, uh, yeah, if you but, play a mistake twice, <laughs> you, exactly, it's deliberate. So, yeah, so I'm reprising that. Mm-hmm. So I did that in 2016 for the run. I then did, I wrote another one-man murder mystery with the same detective, uh, which I took up in 2017. Yes, yeah. And then I, um, with the one eye, always, with the intention was always, then I can tour them. I can do a double header with myself. Oh, brilliant, Because it's yeah. tricky. So I called it theatre. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to, well, perhaps we'll come into the, oh, onto this. But um, it's tricky to sell an hour's worth of theatre to theatres and art centres they're not really interested in booking that in the same way that that people might book an hour Mm -hmm. there's an understanding that an hour of stand-up is a special or is a show yes you can have a 20 minute support and then the hour show so um, either essentially people said well either you need to rewrite that first play so that it's an hour and 20 minutes Mm -hmm. long or yeah, that's what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> essentially, and I didn't. I felt that the rhythm of it was. I didn't want to play with the rhythm. See, that's really interesting because instead of being oh, let's let's change into a longer thing, like you've decided to keep kind of true to the product. As yes. Well, right? So that's I really. That's wrote really... it as a well, not quite an hour. I wrote it as a fifty-minute piece, mm-hmm. and I thought to write to write this up to write another well, right, do it as now twenty to write another thirty minutes for it. Mm-hmm. I think. We're gonna lose. You're gonna lose the rhythms and the and ha- where the punches fall and yeah, the structure. Yeah. Um, which in turn I I did anyway because I tried to rewrite it uh, yeah. into radio episodes and oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that was an interesting exercise because you needed to end within live theatre. Your climaxes can fall wherever you want them. Mm. Obviously, you're building, yeah, and you've got certain hit points, 
but with with then adapting that into radio, I need to engineer yeah, a yeah. climax or a cliffhanger at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. And fun, funnily enough, they <laughs> the, the the natural climaxes within the hours piece mm-hmm. didn't fall at fifteen minute intervals. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, yeah. So that was an interesting exercise. But in terms of the live tour, decided that the way around it was I'll write another one and then I do store essentially episode one. Interval episode two. Very done. cool, yeah. Um, which presented its which presented other challenges, which was in Edinburgh, people are gonna come and see this as a standalone piece. Yeah, yeah. So I need them to be able to jump right in and understand it, mm-hmm. immediately pick up on the character, yeah, yeah. what's happening, and go from there. <clears throat> but when it comes to touring this the the first play that I wrote was very introductory and there was a long monologue at the top explaining who yeah. the character was and whatnot. When I'm touring this, they'll have already seen that. Yeah, yeah. Just before the interval. So they don't want a play which is... They don't want something which is identical in structure and rhythm. Gotcha, yeah. It needs to, it needs to progress the character and progress the, the sort of mm-hmm. format. And um, that, was a, that was a struggle. Yeah, well, see, but the best thing about it is that you seem to have identified the issues of adaptation, if you mm. know what I mean. Like, and I think that's because um, I've uh, I, I haven't seen many, but like uh, I've seen Radio Four shows which are based on Edinburgh Fringe hours, yes. like Standard Hours, yeah, yeah. and they rejigger it, and it's like it's out of order, but it kind of works. But mm. it, it also it loses part of that charm a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like, uh, but um, but then again, I think it's still um, yeah. I don't know, but I, I think it's. It's an interesting challenge to kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. adapt it as well. Like, um, well, even like because um, the show I'm writing at the moment, it's very, it's a very narrative based show, and uh-huh. it requires a lot of attention all the way through. But um, uh, for example, this Friday, I'm doing it at quite a, like on a, a Friday night above a pub. I was like, cool. I gotta 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 adapt this somehow to make okay. it a bit more like a uh, bit more. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. So, so um, but then again, I think it's a, it's a nice way to. We before recording, we we're discussing previews as well, and I think this is a kind of an opportunity to try put it outside the comfort zone as well. Yes. So I think we, when you're in that realm, it forces you to think outside the box in yeah, yeah, different yeah. ways. And it seems like you've done that with such mm. a uh, like a two to four. duality of of for the second one. Yeah, it yeah. needed to it needed to satisfy two different briefs mm-hmm. essentially. And the the brief that it totally satisfied was it worked really well as the second half, yeah, because it was it was it was punchier. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about doing it essentially as theatre was that you could um, you didn't have that he said she said thing that you sometimes have in stand up where. Yeah. An act is relating a conversation, and then you go. Then he said this, yada 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 yada. Yeah. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you, you do that with voice and physicality, yeah. which some stand-ups do really well anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some uh, just sort of tell it. Yeah, yeah, as sorry. If they're narrating a yeah a book to their kids, sort of thing. <laughs> um, and what that allowed is that just one, so within the play, you know, character A would just do a setup, and then character B would do punch, yeah. and then you can just have a conversation, which is just setup, punch, setup, punch. And you, you're, uh, yeah, instead of being a narrator, you can just tell the story yes. as well. It's, so it's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I guess, like, 
stand-up has so many perks to it, but again, yeah, there's choppy bits with it as well. But then yeah. again, I think we're forced to think of a very... We have to be punchy as well. If you know yes. I mean. We can't dilly dip. Well, yeah. I like a bit of faff. <coughs> uh, I think I'm naturally uh-huh. faff. But, like, uh, but equally, um, uh, yeah, I think in terms of, like, certainly club stuff, you have to be so yeah. uh, punchy as well. But, um, yeah, uh, but so... Um, so, so, yeah, so the second play was punchier. Yeah, yeah. And so if I got a, an audience... At the fringe, if I got an audience for that, that have perhaps seen me do a stand-up set somewhere, doing a spot elsewhere in Edinburgh, yeah. and they came to that, they would love it because they sort of had stand-up sensibilities. Mm-hmm. If you've got an entirely theatre crowd, yeah, I yeah. found that was a harder sell. Yeah. But then also, they haven't come with the expectation to laugh a lot. Yes, so it yeah. doesn't mean that they're not enjoying it. And that yeah. was the biggest <laughs> thing to overcome <Yeah>. was... <laughs> They haven't come to stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. They've come to a one-man play. Yes. You're yeah. approaching this as a stand-up comedian, and so where you think you're dying... Yes, yeah, that's you're it, not. yeah. Because I've done some... Yeah. It's perception. Yeah, that's that's 100% it as well. Like, uh, uh, it's it just... It's, it's like a, I do a bit of public speaking as well. Uh-huh. It's like... Because like, as a stand-up, you perceive silence as... Oh, the enemy. No one, yeah, and no one... Failure. Yeah, yeah, failure. Uh, but... Actually, people are listening to you. like uh, people. Uh, it's worse if people are like, oh, yeah. chatting it or looking at their Silence so, means like they're engaged. As yeah. Well. Uh, so uh, yeah, e- yeah. Either that or they're absolutely baffled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you just uh, it. Yeah, I was just thinking. Yeah, normally it means they're listening, but occasionally I'm yeah. thinking some a pin drop silence death where you can. F- you can feel a tension feel, in yeah. the room. But, I think, but again, I think, yeah, I don't know, like, with a stand, I, I think that the difference is that tension, though, because mm. I think... Oh, you can feel that. Everyone you know which can one feel, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like a bad fart, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But with with that kind of, like, the public speaking engagement, you can kind of, like, it, it is that tension, but a bit more of a endearment, if you know what I mean. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's a bit more like, ah, oh, well... Uh, yeah, I'm just that good at giving speeches. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and the other thing, especially within Edinburgh shows, stand-up shows, but also I've seen it in club sets, is that an audience will uh, will allow you to be interesting. Yes, yeah, exactly. If you're not being funny, you are allowed to be interesting. I think I genuinely prefer. I think I think I do better at fringe shows because of that reason. Okay, I think. Uh, with club sets, I think I get a little bit bashful about my material because, like, the, the, I do weirder stuff than I think is um, you can do most Saturday nights. So uh-huh. with a fringe show, like I, I well, firstly, my fringe show is a bit more honest as well. So okay. I can kind of be really myself and really evocative in that way. Uh, but also, uh, I don't know. I feel that like it's also I I can kind of. Uh, there's the kind of the moment of like they've bought into me, so they want to go on that journey. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like I think that I, I can do a journey very well. Yeah. Like, uh, if I do like a, at the moment, I'm trying to build on the setups because there's some really lovely payoffs that you, uh-huh. you know what I mean. But I think, uh, yeah, you just have to make the worthwhile wave. You know yes. I mean? But uh, yeah, it's just. Um, but then again, I probably should be puncher anyway. So. Um, but, I don't know. I think John, yeah, John Gordillo is my go-to guy to watch yeah. do interesting stuff, uh-huh. and also do interesting stuff in a in a club twenty. Yeah, where he'll talk for um, 
It's tricky, but I mean, he'll talk for a minute with no laughs in, mm. a, in a 20, and you're going, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. What on earth are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's fascinating. Yeah. But that that release, yeah. that punchline has to be gold. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah I, yeah, I remember when I first started, I did a quite a risky routine. Uh, it was because I did a Masters in stand-up, and uh-huh. it's a long, long punchline as well. Yeah, but yeah. it managed to pay off, but just, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I remember getting away with it by the skin of my teeth, if you know what I mean. But, Do, did you, have you worked with Dan Bland? No, I haven't, no, no. He, have you worked, there's a new guy who is very similar to Dan, Matt Bragg? Uh, I know Matt Bragg, Matt but Bragg. I don't have yeah, a similar them. style, but they're, um, they, their setups are so long. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, quite quite good friends with Dan. And sometimes in the wings, when you watch him, yeah. you're like, I don't know which yeah. way this is going to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get tense. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not delivering it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then the room will erupt. Yeah, exactly. Because the writing is so strong. But for me, no way could I do that. Yeah. So, um, um, you are... So I'm, I'm impressed by people who... Yeah. Can... Um, so how would you describe your your act in three words? Oh, in three words. Um, I'm going to go with... The, the two are similar. Um, so obviously, words like um, genre-defining, hilarious, those, yeah. are all, <laughs> those go without saying. Yes, yeah, yeah, of uh, course. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say um, silly. Yes. Uh Feel good. Yeah, yeah. And playful. I, think, I hope. Yeah, I think that's a really that's the vibe. Very apt. Yeah. So the title is Tom Taylor's the indie feel good hit of the summer, which is a lovely title. I, I'm glad you like it. I, it's one of the yeah. As soon as you submit it, you're like, this is a dreadful mistake. Yeah, but, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but I hope. I'm hoping with the branding and the poster that people will get. Oh, it's um, sort of. Uh, like Wes Wes Anderson, yeah, um, yeah. No, n- not that. Not not necessarily that sort of acute in its weirdness, but that that sort of yeah. film uh, cinematic indie indie as opposed to musical indie. Yes, which yeah, was yeah. Something that we talked about. In all fairness, I I got that kind of vibe anyway. Cool. If you know what I mean. Yeah, so, feel good. I hope. Yeah, yeah. Sells that, it that's it. Yeah, in I summer. Think, yeah, that's. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that kind of. It's just like cheekiness to it as mm. well. It's like feel good. So yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but so, can you describe the poster to the uh, podcast listener? Okay. Well, I I haven't had it back from the designer yet. Yeah. But the draft that I sent is um, me um, in a a Parker big duffel coat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, playing the keyboard, which is part, which is part of my act. Um, so that that was from the photo shoot mm-hmm. as a as a contrast between someone wearing wearing the big heavy coat and then I've borrowed heavily from the poster for Captain Fantastic right, uh, with the Viggo Mortensen's film. Yes, yeah. Where he um, where the characters are superimposed on this sort of colourful cutout mm-hmm. shapes background, which looks like a sort of paper collage. So that's what we're running with, as a, a paper collage of, of me on a, uh, what's it called, um, on a you know like a lifeguard's chair. Yes, yeah. At the yeah. beach yeah. with a with a with a, a background and that's yeah. So that's what we're going with. So hopefully that'll sell it and then yeah. it's slightly off kilter with the big heavy jacket. And, 
Um, yeah. So you mentioned that you um, played music during your act mm. as well. Uh, so um, uh, how long have you been doing music as part of your stand-up? So from my third gig. Oh, wow. So yeah, that's did, from very early yeah, on. I yeah, I did two gigs without. And then... And when was your first gig? My first gig was... 2010. 2010. And that was the only gig I did that year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but that happens when you first start, though, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Because it's like, I've done one, uh, and then it just takes a long time to get so to no, that's a... Well, I hadn't been aware... Mm. I'd been aware of some stand-up comedians, but I wasn't aware of comedy clubs yes, as yeah. a thing until I was probably 17, 18. But yeah. then, legally, when you can visit them. Yeah, But then again, like, I think there's still loads of people who haven't been to comedy clubs mm. as well, and they just don't quite understand the vibe yeah. as well. Especially when you do something like Red Raw at the time, which is yeah. like the student night, so you get so many people who haven't been there before, yeah, yeah, yeah. and don't really understand the culture of it either, yeah. so... Yeah. So, um, first, so I, before even going to uni, I thought I want to give, now's a good time to give stand up a go. So mm-hmm. I found there was an open mic in town and, and was it, myself in. Was it an open mic comedy club or was it open mic? It was mic? a lovely gig, um, which was, uh, which was at the basement where you went mm. last night. In York, yeah. Yes, and it was run on a Monday night every other week during term time. And it was a, tra- a, a traditional open mic in the sense that there were poets, stand-ups, yes. and musicians. All, all sorts. Uh, midlife crises, <laughs> havers, uh, <laughs> improv. Yeah, there's a wide range of... Yeah, anything goes. Yeah, yeah. But when the, it, it, it did... The woman who ran it was very worked very hard to try and get a mixed bill, but you would always, if you wanted to, it could just be stand up because the stand ups are the most desperate. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> the, the, to seek a platform, because a lot of the musicians that you do the open mic with were like, oh well, I just like recording songs in my bedroom and then putting them on SoundCloud. Yeah, that's a platform. But and also, but in the same vein, I think it's like. Uh, with a musician, you can rehearse mm. by playing a guitar in your bedroom. Got, but as a stamp, you, the only way you can rehearse yeah. is in front of an audience. Got to fail publicly. Yes, that's, the, yeah. that's where that's where the drug comes from. I think yep. when you get hooked to applause and laughter, yeah, is is from the fear. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I did that, and it went very well. But I'm aware that it went very well because I brought everyone that I was that was in my flat. Yeah, my all all my new freshest friends had all come because and they're aware that they have to live with me for another year. So <laughs> you're not gonna yeah. go. That was dreadful, mate. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very aware. I've talked a lot about myself in this podcast, no. uh, and uh, I don't usually talk about myself this much. But uh, uh, I, you know what? I I feel like we're having a lovely conversation anyway. But like, uh, um, hit me in my first in my freshest week. Yeah. I really wanted to be a rock star. And, yeah. like, you know, I have that kind of fast This is before I even did any stand-up as well. So I uh, there was an open mic night in our first week at uni. And that, I've been part of bands before. I've been a singer in a band. But just a little FYI, I can't sing. Okay. You know what I mean? So 
I played guitar at this bar, which wasn't really set up for music or a gig cool. or anything like that. And Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's I'm already having like anxiety dreams just thinking about it. But like, uh, so I was playing about half an hour of like covers and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I, I'm really bad at remembering lyrics. I'm, mm. I really struggle le- remembering punchlines. Okay. That's why I do anecdotes. It's really easy yes. for me to remember. Uh, but with, so I was trying to half remembering lyrics, oh playing guitar acoustically, uh, uh, not being but not being a very good singer oh, yeah. as well. And uh, my friends, uh, all my freshest friends, came around and like, oh, that was oh, nice, man. yeah. <laughs> Good as oh, okay. yeah. Thankfully, I did way more embarrassing things, which kind of That's erased that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm aware that the level unsurpassed. Yeah, yeah. Unsurpassed levels of goodwill. Yeah, but that, that's but that, isn't that such a lovely moment when your friends yes. turn out for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a euphoric moment. And then I was probably, um, but by good fortune as well, a, a little better than some of the others on the bill. Yeah, and yeah. so because we, you can never escape comparison. Yeah, my friends had come with going. Well, we need to try and not hate this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, by comparison, you're good. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, oh, well, it's fine to say that was good because... It was. Yeah, yeah. within the parameters of the night it was. Yeah. So... <laughs> Imagine if your friend said that to Yeah, you. within the parameters of the night... Well done. smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody had a good one. <laughs> uh, imagine if you could say that to your former self and like, hey, that was good if you... Well done on those yeah. two jokes. Isn't so. it? A, I'm, fa- I'm fascinated by... The what people say when a comic returns to the green room after having a bad, a rough one. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah I yeah. love I love those questions oh, of the how was that for you? Yeah, this one. It, Did you enjoy that? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah. as opposed to that was great. Yeah, which yeah. is what you want. Yeah, yeah. How was that for you? Yeah. Oh, man. Brutal. Um, You've just reawakened my eyes now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time someone said that, all those caring questions. Yeah. People stumbling around trying yeah. not to say that was rough, and we all enjoyed watching you die. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what it means. Yeah, yeah. It was and that was joyous. Yeah, yeah. It was like, mm, that that's my appetite. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, so um. So oh, but that yeah. So it went uh, well. Yeah. And then, um, my uni had a the. An introduction to stand up. The comedy society yes. was doing an introduction to stand up. Yeah. The very next day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. And I went along to that. Billy. Billy yes. Bruce, yes. Uh, yeah. I've already done a gig. Yeah. I smashed it. And then <laughs> I I'm relating to this so yeah, much. And well. then the secretary of the comedy society, who was running this little introduction to stand up, had also been on. He was a third year. Had also been on the open mic yeah. the previous night. He died. <laughs> horribly. Yeah, horrible yeah. death. And then the the, se- the session was, you know, this is what stands for. Yeah, yeah, here are the opportunities that you could have throughout your time at uni. And then this guy, um, interestingly called Stuart Hall, bad name. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> <and> then <laughs> he said, yeah, then there's this open mic in town. And yeah, I did it. Uh, I went, al- no, he said, I went along last night. I didn't say he'd been on. And yeah, everybody was awful. Oh my God. And I was like, but that was me. Oh my god! And so then uh, I didn't do stand up again for a year. Oh, <laughs> bless you! And oh. I was just like, I, I part, yeah. I, I didn't. I'm not sure I even felt that hurt. But it was more that 
I think you're I think you're a bit of a poo. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. If this is essentially your society, I'm just going to wait till you leave. Also, yeah. Also, it's not. <laughs> also, it's very. Uh, yeah, it's. It's a very vitriolic uh, attitude to have towards open mic comedy, if you know what I mean. So just yeah, like, yeah. But then again, the, you have to. The, the kind of people that go and do open mic comedy probably aren't the most healthy of people. No. Anyway, so. It's all seeking to yeah. fill a gap, isn't it? But then he um, he graduated. Yeah. And then the next yeah. academic year, I got involved. Yeah, yeah. A bit more. And then I'd say that I started proper, so I started proper in sort of 2012. Great, yeah. Um, and but this is debut. Still, this this will be my debut, debut year in Edinburgh because yes. I put the others in theatre. This is um, great. Like so, I've, I'm one of those that have hung back. Yeah, but then again, um, like I think it's still, um, I think it's a very we we put a lot of pressure on oh a debut album mm. and stuff like that. But I think like. Um, you're a very well-respected comedian circuit, so I think you just have a great time. Hopefully. It. And you've done Edinburgh before, so you're not yeah, no stranger to it. So. Edinburgh's. And then yeah. also, but genuinely, I, I only feel comfortable in my act, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say, as of this year, as of the last six months. Okay. So that I've found a, a voice mm-hmm. and a persona that I'm like, yeah. That's fascinating. So um, what... Firstly, has your persona changed on stage? or Hugely. You, how so? So, um, when I started Ultra Deadpan. Yes, yeah. Um, I think that's quite typical for newer yes. acts, because I think to some degree you're building a wall and it's a defence mechanism. It's a character mechanism. as well. Yeah. It's like you're not yourself. Yeah. And exactly, and if you're creating a character, you're like, if it doesn't go well, oh, well, they didn't like the character. It's not yeah. that they didn't like me. Yeah, exactly. If you go on stage and you're 100% yourself and you yeah. give them everything and they don't like it, yeah, that's Cause, hard. Because I think, uh, particularly about a year into stand-up, I wasn't doing great, but I was always myself. So okay. I think I, I got burnt really hard. Yes. But then again, it's kind of made me more myself now, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, more yeah. able to articulate and express myself as me. That's more, great. Which is good. Uh, but th- that fire walk yeah. to get there. Oh, yes. I, I, I've been... Uh, when, hot honest, hot, when, hot we, when you said, uh, uh, how is that for you? Oh, oh I heard oh, all those. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, uh, uh, so sorry. I didn't realise it was a trigger. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm just sweating profusely now. No, it's uh, not that bad. But, uh, yeah. So it was ultra, ultra deadpan. Yeah. Low energy. Um, and playing around with with that awkwardness, and then moved from doing moved from doing the middle spots at gigs to opening some gigs. Yeah, and I realised look, this is hard. Mm-hmm. This is really hard. If the especially at the level of gigs that I was being invited to open. Yeah, exactly. Um, they needed an injection of energy, yeah. and I was not giving them that. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. so I, I felt like I, w- I was making it harder for myself by by giving them zero energy. Yeah. Um. So, oh, you know, it, 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 you're still doing sweet middle spots where you where you're doing really well, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you'll have a great compare at the top, yeah. and then you'll and then you can open on, and they're a comedy savvy room, and you can do your yeah. jokes, and they they yeah. they get you, but. You want to be able to play every room, exactly. And yeah, yeah. some of the the aforementioned rooms above pubs, yeah, yeah. perhaps they haven't gone to much comedy. 
if a, yeah. my opening thing yeah. of a, a, a nervous boy coming out in a duck jumper and then um, and then fiddling with the mic stand in silence for about two minutes and then yeah. um, drinking an entire pint of water through a straw as yeah. a bit of clowning and then some other clowning, they're not going to go for that. Yeah, yeah. As I say, like uh, I remember doing uh, a, a gig in... Uh, in the countryside near Bolton, uh-huh. like it, and uh, I won't say where because it'll tell you what gig okay, it is. Okay, it's too specific. Uh, yes, yeah, so a, a certain comedy promoter okay. uh, runs that <laughs> one, uh, and uh, and basically it was just a, basically a room. I I was like, it's one of my first twenties as well, and mm. I, I for whatever reason, I'm usually good at diaries, but I forgot that it was happening that okay. day. Okay, like, fuck. So I, yeah, I had, yeah. had to kind of. Get all the material, pop it in, and I did the routine about feminism at the time as well, as in like a, um, it, it like not disparaging of it, but mm. like a, so I started talking about very positive, uh, like, but why uh, it's a myth, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> why women, <laughs> uh, no, uh, uh, but I, uh, I, so I kind of, uh, I was doing that as well, but so I, I got there and just started doing the routine, uh-huh. but I realised when I was on stage, it was a room of fifty white. The middle-aged men with their arms crossed as well. Uh-huh. I was like, "This isn't the room for it." You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, you again. I think you learn a lot by dying. Yeah. But um, so, uh, so there's something else there which I think comes later. So I'll come back to it. But then, Absolutely. essentially, overnight, I went from deadpan low energy yeah. to doing exactly the same set, but doing it as ultra manic, yeah, high energy, nervous giggles. Uh, yeah, f- playing uh, playing with my hair a lot, fiddling with the mic stand, just yeah. injecting as much energy as possible because I was like, what this needs is energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so how did the audience take that on board? Because like, that's that's two different vibes, right there. Yeah. Right? Um, I think I it started going. I found it easier to inject something into the quieter rooms. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and pe- and people would sort of get get on board a bit easier, mm-hmm. um, but hard to gauge the success of it because it, it it's not one thing. You're also yeah, yeah. you're also writing. Your writing is improving. Yeah. So the change of persona is also coupled with an improvement in your material. Yeah, I was going to say because. I- I think if you're adapting the material to suit the sermon yeah. as well, that, that's a natural yeah, step yeah, yeah. in the right direction. But that said, I was still doing a lot of the same jokes Yeah, yeah. that I did deadpan, I did as nervous high energy mm-hmm. because this, it's, it's, they still work. The one line is they worked. Okay, me. yeah, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, because in my head, I thought you were talking about routines as well. But yeah, like, yeah, I've I never guess, ever it, written a routine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not after those first two gigs, which yeah. I didn't, which I did without music. Yeah. And then it was last Edinburgh, I did a 40 minute sort of work in progress yeah. um, with one eye on this year. And uh, Nigel Ung was in the uh, room opposite me, and well, I was chatting with him in the sort of store cupboard. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Edinburgh. Yeah, and he was saying how he the it was at City Cafe, yes. which you yeah. might have seen last year was divided up into karaoke booths. I didn't know and that. So no. my room um, 
seats. Um, one day, um, a troop of uh, a troop of children came to watch the show. Oh wow! And because they were quite small, we managed to get twenty four in the room. But typically, no more than twenty fitted in yeah, this room. Yeah. So they're small rooms uh, at City Cafe now. And Nigel was saying that he um, bigs up his flyering technique mm-hmm. to match. He he injects energy into his flyering to match the energy level of his of, of when he's on stage. Yeah, yeah. And you told me that. And jokingly, I said, actually, I think I've brought down my levels of energy on stage to match my yeah. flying. <laughs> uh, and I said that as a joke. I think it's quite funny to bring your flying energy on stage yeah, yeah, you yeah. after you've been at slightly demoralised. It's a hor- obviously a, a horrible yeah. job. Because people like who aren't Edinburgh... Like who haven't done flying mm. before, it seems like they're kind of like for a fun for the pageantry as well. But it's actually no, just people like yeah, like uh, just ignoring you. It's just hard. It's it's hard grind, but regrettably, people can't. Yeah, especially off the back of handing them a flyer. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, which is why you have to keep doing it. Yeah. But uh, there was something. The essentially the reason why I did that was the room was so small. It's only four rows. Deep. Everyone's so immediate on top of you. Yeah, I felt like to come out and hit them with a character. Yeah, after the majority of those people in that room are there because I quietly and respectfully and politely flyed them. They're yeah, like what's happened to this guy? Yeah, in yeah. the twenty minutes since he <laughs> yeah, quietly yeah. handed as a flyer, and now he's mad because <laughs> I I hundred percent understand that as well because it's just like because. Yeah, because I, I I like to think I'm very much the same person off stage as uh-huh. I am on stage, but bar a few differences. Yeah, like, yeah. But equally, uh, I felt that awkwardness as well. Like when I'm just like, oh, lovely to meet you, Michelle. I oh, want you to take a seat. Right, let's talk about yeah. my nipples. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like uh, it's very much uh, it's it's a, such a gear shift. If you know yes. what I mean, and like uh, yeah, I know it's a show, but equally, uh, when you're welcoming people to the room, like you can kind of do some emceeing there. As yeah, well, because, like, it's 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 fascinating because. <clears throat> Um, flowering, flowering for your own show is is more successful than hiring a flyer. One hundred percent, yeah. But also, you immediately lose showbiz is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not because you're not just the performer. Yeah, you you that um, uh, yeah. There's there's no fourth wall because we've met on the street. Yeah, yeah. And and so that's a very different dynamic to play with. <clears throat> and so because of that, I felt that I need to be more personable. Mm-hmm. during that Edinburgh run and be a bit calmer and bring you all on board. Yeah. And um, and in so doing became more myself. Yeah. And with slightly heightened nervousness. Yeah, yeah. Which I had anyway, <laughs> but didn't ramp up to the max like I was doing before. So you... And felt way more comfortable. I felt that this is the the most natural I've been. So that's only happened in the last year since Yeah, that was last August. That's amazing there. And that's like, so that so that's six years in. Yeah, that's uh, but that's such a nice like cuz you what you've done you've found a lovely middle ground. Well, no, sorry, that's not even you found although it is a middle ground, you found yourself. Yes, it is. Yeah. And like uh, I think yeah, that's such it's a, a middle best... ground between the two previous personas, but yeah. also it's the most natural version of myself. Yeah, it's less it's less of a persona but more of your personality yeah. if you know what I mean so. I tell you what also helps is uh, it will uh, then um, as of then coming back from Edinburgh I went into comparing a monthly gig yes and <clears throat> what a difference it makes yes right yeah. yeah even if you 
so int- so go so before I started regularly comparing, I I would always have moments in my set where I would do a bit of audience chat mm-hmm. because I had a, a routine that I f- I felt worked really well if I'd asked some questions of the audience. Yeah, and then we moved into that routine. Um, now uh, since I've got better at crowd work through comparing regularly, I don't do any of that chat in yeah. my set. Yeah, yeah. But you, I do think there's a noticeable difference between acts who compare mm-hmm. when they're doing their sets and those that don't do much of it in yeah. confidence and a, 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 yeah. an ability to react. And I think it really helps. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, like, I love comparing because it's just um, <clears throat> it's a license to be silly and yes. also a license to... Because when open mics do it, they uh, they tend not to be prepared. Um, uh-huh. But I, you do have to be prepared whilst you're on stage, but you also don't have to... You don't have to think of jokes beforehand. Mm. And I quite like that because you, you get to find the elements of the room, and I like yeah, yeah, that yeah. as well. But yeah, we've uh, done a lot of. We've done one question. I'm so sorry. No, that's right. No, that's okay. We can uh, wrap this up and then do a silly question. No, uh, well, to be honest, I've, I kind of slipped in a couple of questions. Oh, did as you? Well. Like the free uh, describe your acts is one of the. Oh, questions. that was one of the questions. Yeah, but I thought it was suitable to the time as well. Oh, that was um, so subtle. because uh, you know what? That is that is comparing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Cheeky podcaster. That's why. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, whereabouts uh, can people see your shows in Edinburgh this year? So. Um, I am doing... So the Murder Mystery, I'm doing a limited run. Yeah. I'm doing uh, first week, mm-hmm. although it's two weekends worth first week. Uh, and I think that is at midday at the space at Surgeon's Hall. Lovely. Uh, which yeah. is a, a nice room. And then the big one, Tom Taylor is the indie feel-good hit of the summer, is yeah. at 6pm um, at uh, the cellar at Pleasant Courtyard. Oh, that's nice. So yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. that'll be... Okay. So, and then the mystery third show is I'm doing um, Big Value this year. As, oh, nice! As well, just to that's lovely stuff. Yeah, yeah just to, to um, good stuff. Keep man. going because I think the thing about Edinburgh. Um, well, yeah, I I got to do stuff. Yeah, for sure. Got to yeah. keep busy, and it also if those things can be slightly different, that's mm-hmm. also great. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think that's yeah. It just. It's so expensive to be there in terms of accommodation yeah, and food yeah. that once you're up there, you may as well do it, maximize exactly my point of the view. opportunity. Because like, I know people, well, well, I understand their point of view, but they do their show and sit at home watching Netflix. Yeah. And that is it. So I, like, yeah. My priority is that show, and I totally yeah yeah get that. Mm-hmm. But then I think what what I've discovered is trying not to do as many of those. Um, you do a lot of you're invited you, there are a lot of compilation shows in Edinburgh where everyone's doing 10 minutes mm-hmm. in theory to, to preview their show yeah and get an audience in but they're very often awful shows that you're yeah. doing for, for these people and I've stopped doing them and so that's helped mm-hmm. I only do I try to be more selective about I want to do lots but I'm more selective about what lots I do mm-hmm. um, yeah because I think again like I think it's um yeah, you can. Uh, I've done so many shows where it's just like, oh, I'm just doing it essentially in a big bin, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, But then again, like, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, At least the seating in this bus shelter. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Um, wow, what a lovely crackdown. I just oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, well, let's just do some quick fire questions because mm. uh, uh, <clears> I feel that uh, we've opened up so many. Uh, cans of worms, but it's what what a uh, what a fun conversation. Uh, let, let's do some silly stuff. Okay, uh, what's what's the strangest heckle you've ever had? Uh, strangest heckle I've 
ever had. I've had... I haven't been heckled that much. But, um... Probably... So, a woman just shouted out, Graham. That's an odd one. Yeah. And uh, once I asked why, it was just like, oh, you you look like my friend Graham. <laughs> and I was like, is, is he with you tonight? Yeah. No. Okay, so who did you shout that out? That was, so that was yeah, that. Yeah. But somebody's also shouted out ducks. I used to always yeah. wear the same jumper. I've stopped doing that now. Yeah. So what was the decision for not wearing a duck jumper? Is that the change in personality? Um, it was... Uh, yeah, it, oh, oh, it's more um, <laughs> it's more practical than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> essentially, I um, was uh, invited to do a gig in Romania yes. uh, last November, and it was um, only um, hand luggage, oh, and I, I already my keyboard was already my hand oh, luggage my God, yeah, uh, yeah. so I had no room for costume yeah. so it was just oh I'll just do the gig in the clothes that I'm, I don't want to wear the duck jumper and yeah. the smart formal shirt that I always used to wear through on the plane yeah, yeah. so I'll just wear clothes Yeah. And, and so that forced me out of it I'm very superstitious so I would have gone if those gigs hadn't gone well I'd have gone straight back to the duck jumper because it's entirely the fault of the clothes <laughs> um, and for a while as well if I done a bad gig um i couldn't wear those socks and pants yeah on stage anymore they were gone they were bad gig yeah underwear yeah. i've r- relaxed a little bit yeah but i still have no i, st- I think i still have gig socks and pants mm-hmm. for best well i think uh, in the same way that probably some people have sexy underwear <laughs> and everyday underwear i have everyday underwear and gig underwear that makes me feel confident yeah, it's- <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like you're just uh, you're walking around town and people are really laughing at jokes. It's like wow, people are really. Oh, wait, I'm in the I'm in, I'm in the gig. The gig undies. Yeah. So he's often saving for Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't wear them twice yeah. in a row. Like, they're losing magic. Yeah. So that's that's the that was the change. Um, but so, I think clothes are important. Okay, how so? I know these were quick fire questions. No, no, but, no, but, this but is, I um, do. Um, but you are immediately judged. 100%. And bef- uh, hence the importance of your first joke. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but do you, fo- do you follow Gary Goldman on Twitter? I don't know. You must. Yeah. So Ga- he's great. Uh, America, a US stand-up, and he's, he's tweeting a tip a day. Okay, brilliant. And uh, part of... I think this, this might not be a tip yet, but I think it will be. I think of listening to him talk in an interview where he said about acts uh, if you're doing a okay if you're comparing if you're doing a set especially later on in the night perhaps and you go how's everyone doing tonight are we all drinking are you well type if those are the first three things you yeah, say yeah you've you've ruined your spoiler opportunity to get a joke in yeah exactly yeah um that they've they've they haven't heard a joke yet they don't know whether you're any good yeah exactly so that first line that opening joke is so important for setting you up but because they'll judge you on it yeah but before that they've already to some degree judged you yeah i i, I teach uh, voice training workshops uh-huh. uh, basically just teaching academics who are nervous at doing presentations okay. to kind of teach them to do it a bit better and the first thing, well, one of the things I say to him is that it's about the walk to the stage as well. Yeah. If you're, if you're 
already looking nervous and you're fumbling on the mic stand, you're going to look, yeah, yeah. you've lost your, you've already, you're doing a losing battle then. Yeah, but yeah. if you walk confidently and you're, hey, um, X, Y, and Z, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you've, you've, that's, it's just a confidence game, yeah. really. Yeah, it? exactly that. So I quite liked, so when I started and I used to fumble around with the mic stand, yeah. I used to appear incompetent. I used to love that. Because I used to, I, I liked playing on the tension or the genuine tension yes, when you're in yeah. an unknown open spot. Of this yeah. guy might be awful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. boom, I can prove you wrong. Yeah. And then as you as you progress, you think, well, why isn't this landing as hard? And then you go, well, probably because you're playing slightly nicer clubs, and the audience there yeah. are going, well, this guy wouldn't be here if he wasn't at least okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you're wasting time. It was wasting time. I could have done five jokes in mm. that time. So, yeah. So I think it's an important selling point, and you should use it to your advantage. And then also, there's a that I do like. I, I I I have gig shoes, but I like the physical act of I'm getting dressed for work. Yes, and I'm yeah. changing into something, and now I'm ready to work. Yeah, exactly. You get seeing that. Yeah, it's a mental mind. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, well, I'll ask Good you... Good quick fire question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is, um, okay, scenario here. Three uh-huh. men and a baby scenario. If you had to raise a child with two other comedians, dead or alive, who would you pick? And sub-question, who would be the funniest? Who would be the best actual parent? Oh, and wow. who would earn the most money? And just to clarify, uh, it doesn't have to be three guys. It's, it's you plus two, any of the So comedians. I'm one of the parents. Yes. And then I need two other parents... Hmm. Right. Quick fire. Yeah, I know you, you can do as long quick as you want. Quick fire. <laughs> I haven't asked an easy quick fire question. Yet. <laughs> I am. Um, quite, quite a. Um, so, I don't know if this is a particularly funny answer. No, you don't. It's not, but it doesn't have to be funny. I'm going to go with. Okay, I'm going to stretch. In one instance, I'm going to stretch comedian yeah. to uh, comic actor. That's absolutely okay. Great. So I'm going to go with Rob Rouse oh, yes, and yeah. Rob Rouse's wife, <laughs> <laughs> the um, actor and writer um, Helen Rutter. Lovely stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, because already an established family unit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can just sneak in. Yeah. Just... As, a, as a sort of, you know, uncle, younger uncle figure. Yeah. Be the yeah. cool... I don't have to discipline the kids. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> I'm 20 years younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That, I think that's the most strategic answer yeah. I've ever had Yeah, as well. you should play me at risk. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and Rob... Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go... Uh, so uh, Rob's the funniest. Yeah. And all, see, see also what I've done there is if I'd picked two, you know, I could have gone, um, you know, if I'd picked uh, Kitson and Stuart Lee, tough yeah. to then say, oh, he's the he's the funniest, he's yeah. the best or whatever. Yeah. But Rob Rouse, professional, com- professional comedian of whatever, 20 years standing, yeah. let's go for him being the funniest. Yeah. And okay. he's, he's, so, he's, he's great. And his work ethic is so good. Amazing. Um, uh, financially successful. Um He's done a lot of TV recently, so that's probably also him. (laughs) (laughs) 
so thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having man. me. What an absolute treat. Uh, we don't usually record for this long, but it felt very natural oh. and organic. But, and we can cut all that stuff about hummus. Nope, it's staying in. Same. <laughs> it's like, that's like, uh, well, I might just cut it just for me, you know, because like, that, was, that was the best conversation ever. We to release that as the um, bonus. Bonus content. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, where can people find you online? So, uh, my website is tomedy.co.uk, comedy with a T, yeah. uh, which links through to um, Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. Yeah. Uh, Twitter's at Tom Tales, and I think Facebook and Instagram are uh, Tom Taylor Comedian. Yeah. So, should props take some photos for the old Instagram account just to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really maintain right. interest? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, and please get your tickets for Tom's show oh, as well. Do. Like it's uh, going to be an amazing show. Can't Thanks, wait to see Matt. it. Can't wait to see yours. Oh, uh, what time is yours again? Mine's at six pm. When 6 are you? Six pm. I am at ten past seven, so we can just yes, just but, about. Uh, you think, probs can't yeah, see mine. Yeah. Oh, I'll come on my day off. So. Oh, stop it. Uh, I will. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, final question. I'd like to finish on: um, Has comedy improved your life or made it worse? Improved. How so? Uh... There's a. I was talking about this with um, Stephen Carlin. Yes. Great act, and it's you. You just have a. I think you have a. You and you go into life with a confidence, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that confidence is misplaced because essentially what that confidence is is I. I'm not. I'm very, very rarely embarrassed anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when you've publicly failed, yeah, and even if you're great, you know all the stories about, you, you know, whatever Peter Kay doing his first gig and yeah. smashing it, and he's never died. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of but anyway, you're going to struggle, and you're going to embarrass yourself, and you're going to tell a joke that 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 you perceive as having betrayed you. You wrote yeah. that in every good yeah. faith of that being <laughs> funny and that has betrayed you and it, it's publicly I haven't read John Ronson's book, but I think public shaming yeah. is when that it, when that piece of wordplay publicly shames <laughs> you by not getting it, a laugh. It's not quite that vibe, but yeah, yeah, I, I. Um, but uh, and so I think if you if your threshold for embarrassment is I just think that helps yeah. in everyday life so much. And Stephen was talking about a conversation he had in the shop where the um, the shopkeeper was uh, had asked he was buying a sandwich and a drink before a gig, mm-hmm. and he and the the shopkeeper said there was a minimum card spend, and Stephen said that's elite. There, there isn't yeah, legally. Yeah. The, the, that's <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he, he just said, you know. Ten years ago, I'd have backed down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, because I'm a comedian, I stuck with it, and I said, "You have to serve me." There's no such thing as within law as a minimum card spend. Yeah. And then he refused to serve me, and that's just the kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> opportunities that uh, that having that sort of lack of self awareness and confidence that stand up can bring. But I think it, you you your interactions in everyday life are you you don't feel as ashamed as embarrassed that was the worst answer no no the one I, that's we're no, going to leave on no 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 I think that's actually yeah. does that make sense though? no 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 uh, uh, again I was just going to finish it off there but I think you're right I think stand up made me more of a real life human being because before yeah. I was so bashful and, stuff like, and I, I I am to a point but it's made me more um, become who I am yeah. I, in fact when I'm on stage I think that's the truest version of myself that I've ever yeah, been yeah that's family. interesting also very quickly yeah. I do think it's, that it's a constant balance of having 
um, enough awareness to improve, mm-hmm. you have to know that that joke wasn't good enough. Yes. I need to write it out. And I need to write new jokes. And having an, enough lack of self-awareness to keep sticking at yeah, it yeah, yeah, and yeah. keep going. And I think it's, very, it's probably, probably rare to find... Obviously, there are lots of egotists, but I think with the right balance of those two, stand-up can actually humanise you. Yeah, great. Because you failed. You you will fail. Yeah. Like a, like, and you, as we've said before, you'll fail publicly. Mm-hmm. And I think th- that does create emotions within you yeah. that, that can make you a more sympathetic yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I think, as we mentioned earlier, it's always... I think it can be fun to watch someone die, but also on the flip side, I've seen when people being genuinely devastated by it and say, like, yeah. "Don't worry about it. It's, it's only a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not the end of the world." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, talking about failure, um, our shows will be brilliant in Edinburgh. So, yes, uh, and that was a nice note to end on because yeah. I, I like the word humanise and yeah. sympathise. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Thank you very much for having me, Matt. That was Tom. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Tom. What an absolute pleasure to have you. And may I say, what a delight it was. It didn't. It was ninety minutes of talking, but it didn't ever feel like that. We were just having a nice catch up. I felt. Um, however, uh, please go and see his shows in Edinburgh. Uh, they'll be all in the episode description, and this will be coming out on the first of August. So you have to listen to this straight away, then go and see his show. No hesitation, none whatsoever. In fact. In fact, listen to this whilst you're on the way to purchase tickets at the Ed French box office. And whilst you're there, I want you to get tickets for Matt Hoss, Here Comes Your Man at 10 past 7 at Just Tonic Meeting Room uh, at the Grass Market Centre, uh, or the Community Project as it's called. And uh, yeah, tickets are £5 in advance, or they are pay what you want, and uh, yeah, just take a punt on it. But I think uh, if you want me to have a, a lovely night's sleep, buy tickets in advance, please. Uh, yeah, uh, so I'll be in Edinburgh right now. Uh, this is uh, this episode. Uh, I'm recording it a couple of days beforehand. So uh, yeah, currently a bit nervous, but uh, more mostly excited. Uh, I, I need to kind of uh, dot the i's and cross the t's, and just for the final time. But I think it's pretty much there. The show is where I want it to be. In fact, uh, just as I um, before we start recording, I just messaged Tom just to make sure he was happy for me to release it. And he said something quite poetic, saying that reviewers might not like the show, but he likes the show. And uh, that's the important thing. And, uh, yeah, I think it's... it's Because this show, for me, has taken such a long time to uh, create, and a lot of personal stuff's gone on underneath it. But I think, uh, yeah, I'm tremendously proud of what it is. And, you know, like I think people get obsessed about... Uh, winning stuff but I think uh, winning awards and doing well in the press but and getting jobs afterwards but yeah I've I've done everything I can and at this point it's in the lap of the gods and and if worse comes to worse you know it's it's all gonna be fine it's just a comedy show so uh, yeah so I've got that and uh, I'm looking forward to that so if you are coming up to see me please let me know uh, if you are uh, if you're a Matt House comedy fan and you're a fan of this podcast let me know up there. It'd be good to hear from you. Uh, if you're not going up there, why don't you help me out by giving me five stars on this podcast and follow us at Drunk Com Pod. 
that's uh, uh, on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, yeah, tell your friends about us. That's, uh, if there's a certain episode that you like, share it with a friend. Uh, like we've got some amazing people, and there's so many amazing people who are in Edinburgh this year for who've done the podcast, like uh, Alice Fraser doing a show called Mythos. Um, I believe that's uh, 2045. Uh, this is from the top of my head, so I can't do it for all of them, but the noise next door up there. Um, uh, people like well, in the old school ones, like the ones that came out years ago, people like Lee Kyle, Joby McGeehan are up there. Um, Stuart Goldsmith's up there. Laura Lex. Uh, if you if you Google search them, they are there, and it's a uh, they deserve your time because they are very amazing people who I genuinely love. So do take your time out to see them, but see me first. See me first, and then brag, and then go to each one of their shows and be like, wow. It's, that show was five star spectacular, but you know, can't beat Matt Hoss. He's the most coolest person around. Say that verbatim, please, word for word. Don't and say it re- say it loud, like louder than your normal voice. Okay. Don't. Uh, that that was a joke. Please don't actually do that. Um, that would be. If 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 you actually did do that, I would feel tremendously embarrassed. Um, but you know, you know. It, all PR is good PR. <laughs> um, yeah, in fact, most people spend like six grand on PR, but like, I, I'm just going to get you to shout loudly in a park. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, do check out uh, yeah, the, the other podcast if you haven't listened to them. Or if you haven't checked out my other podcast, Myths, uh, M-I-F-F-S, do check that out. We've got some good guests on that for you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, until next month, um, I'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Bye.